0: Hey friends, super excited to have you joining us on this podcast episode. Just wanted to let you know about a really exciting opportunity we have. It's called the HomesteadOpenHouse.com. It's a virtual open house of people's homesteads from all over the world. Switzerland, Australia, Israel, all over the United States, British Columbia. We've gathered 26 different homesteaders to go through, give us little 15-minute clips of what's working on their homestead. Some of them are doing multiples. Some are doing just one or two. Everything from alternative energy to black soldier flies to gardening and regenerative agriculture, everything in between. Um, Would love to have have you join us. It's the homesteadopenhouse.com. It's just $9 to join. Uh, It starts March 14th through the 17th. We'll have a live Q&A on the 17th. But yeah, join us and uh, enjoy this new episode. Thank you. All right, so we're all starting seeds. Some of us have been starting seeds, and the questions are starting to come in. What's going on with my seedlings? What did I do wrong? And so we put together this podcast of the three common mistakes we're seeing with seed starting and you know what to do for those mistakes. So check out this podcast. Let us know what you think in a review. We'd love to hear more from you. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life Podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse.
1: Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family.
0: Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh,
1: of course. Key players.
0: We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better. And mostly, we want to encourage you to
1: never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. Hey friends, it's Drew and Lacey here today.
0: Hey everybody.
1: So we are excited to be talking about something that we can't get enough of, and that is seed starting. We people are asking us like crazy, how do we start seeds? What am I doing wrong? And so today we wanted to talk about the top 3 mistakes that folks make and and also hit on why even start seeds because I think some people just buy plants and that seems like the right way to do their garden and there's nothing wrong with that, but actually there are some things wrong with that that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think uh, one of the main reasons that I like to start seeds is I like all the random crazy varieties you can start. Oh, yeah. seed. Your
1: access to varieties that you can't get at the greenhouse, it just goes through the roof. I think my major reason for liking it is just being a part of that process of p- taking a little like fleck of something and sticking it in the ground and watching it emerge. It's just, it's a, it's a miraculous experience. And so seeing it happen, I think just... And instills so much joy and hope and and I don't know. I just it just love reminds
0: it. you of the potential of something so small. The like potential, yeah. The, an acorn turning to a, an oak tree. Well,
1: it's like the miracle of life, right? I mean, the fact that something can be created from almost nothing—literally, almost nothing—is just it's it's amazing. So yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: where did it come from? It's amazing. It's really crazy to think about.
1: <laughs> yeah, how was that? All of that potential in that tiny little fleck it's crazy. Right? So yeah, I love it. We also love gathering and collecting seeds, like, you know, harvesting and, and saving seeds. So that when you do that you have even more potential to save money and to have the varieties that you want forever and and that part is really fun too and so I think for us it's just kind of a full circle not to say that we don't buy plants because we do we have some trusted places that we get our plants from when we do buy plants but, and but
0: yeah and we've been known to just hit up the old Lowe's clearance, super clearance <laughs> Shelf, too. yeah I think sure. like I was just thinking about it another aspect of it that I don't know that like we could all do better, right, on the like the carbon footprint of mm. seeds. So I used to, little known fact, or maybe you do know, I used to work at the Walmart Garden Center mm. for a few years. Yeah, and a while. these massive trucks would come in from these massive greenhouses and truck in seedlings. Sometimes during the, the summer season, like almost every day of the week. Yeah. And when you start thinking about that, that's pretty impactful if you can stop that process.
1: Eliminate the need on some level. Right. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, if you think about how much output is being put into getting those plants to the garden center, like... Right. You can just stop that. Grow them at home. Grow them in a paper pot or Well, it's interesting because we talk a
1: lot about growing local and getting local produce. And I think that's something to keep in mind. Like, if you're going to get seedlings from someone, go to your local greenhouse. Your per, your local person who is doing it themselves from seed or, you know, that that is going to have a bigger impact in a good way versus in a, like, you know, what Drew yeah. was saying. Yeah. This, like, imprint that we want to avoid as much as possible. So, yeah. I mean, because some of these seedlings seedlings... seedlings are shipped in from real far away and they are grown in greenhouses giant giant greenhouses that really are not um not great for the environment you know there's just all these levels to it so yeah
0: yeah I mean when I worked at the Boone Walmart the plants came from Charlotte yeah and in Asheville they came from Charlotte Mm -hmm. which is like for those not local that's like a three four hour drive Mm -hmm. uh with a big giant greenhouse truck so that's that's a lot of impact there it's a lot of impact yeah
1: yeah and then additionally i mean when you buy plants from a place that has this mass amount of plants, you're kinda getting introduced to a mass amount of problems too because there can be pests, there can be chemicals, there can be funguses, all of these things transfer really quickly and uh, easily in these environments, and so that's something that you then are exposing your own garden to if you are you know, bringing that into your own home and, and farm and garden and all of that. So just another way to avoid those cross contaminations um is to start seeds yourself so yeah definitely i think that past chemical infiltration can be a real issue so something want to avoid
0: and i think another one is since we're you know always talking about kids too letting kids see that potential and working with kids so abraham and i every morning water seedlings together mm. in fact the other morning eliza did it with me instead and he was he, like, lost it. he was devastated <laughs> <laughs> he
1: yeah. thought
0: he was the seed watering boy is what he said <laughs> So um, yeah, there's just this like
1: oh, kids love the process getting of starting to watch
0: so, it for yeah. them is like it's a mirror, you know we all we could all learn from just their amazement on the level of it, but yeah,
1: yeah, it is it can it, it's such an important lesson and valuable lesson for kids to be able to watch that process take place so even if you don't have a garden, I encourage you to grow flowers or basil or something in your window so that your kids can have that experience i also i there's less back and forth between the garden center which and and our home, you know, so like if we want tomatoes of a specific variety we don't have to go shopping all over town or maybe we forgot something you know when we went to get our get our seedlings for the year and when we start our own seedlings then we just have so much more control and it's less back and forth it's back and forth to the the window where we're growing them but that's it so that actually feels really good too to just be another level of self-reliance right you know if you can get it from home why not yeah they take up so little space I feel like, you know, if you can dedicate one tabletop or one shelf to your seed starting, then it, it just, it the, the benefits of it are just boundless. So, yeah, seed starting the way to do it, right? And I feel like that's a
0: good segue into mistakes. Mm. So, let's talk about the tabletop <laughs> to start with.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, this is like, I feel like, probably the most common, and there's totally nothing wrong with tabletop.
1: Nothing wrong with it.
0: But you're gonna need more light.
1: We have started seeds in literally every fashion that you possibly can start seeds. So I wanna put that out there first. You can make all those mistakes for yourself and enjoy that process, or you can listen to us and skip a few steps.
0: Well, I I mean, I will say there's nothing also more devastating than starting your seeds, seeing this potential, Mm. and then you get these super long leggy plants that then fall over you know or they dry it, out or, or they, they dry out or they're yeah. not
1: they're not strong enough to go outside or yeah there's like a multiple like different ways that they can kind of go south but you can't avoid all of that if you just you know follow some
0: yeah so advice so common mistake number one it would be light um yeah pe- there's not enough light your light is too far yeah i don't care really where you live, you're not going to get enough light through your window
1: no. for a
0: seedling to grow properly.
1: You can't do it unless you have a literal greenhouse. The light is not directed onto the plant as much as it needs to be in order for it to grow. It's always going to be coming from one side or the other side. And a greenhouse, the way that they're designed is so that the light dissipates through that that filter of the the windows or whatever to fully embrace the plant, so to speak. It's kind
0: of like a mister for light instead mm, of water
1: yeah right? right so evenly dissipated around the whole plant but you just can't do that in a window right so we've tried it and it works and they sprout and then they all stretch and right over to the window
0: yeah and then, <laughs> then and bad skinny. things happen yeah so so make sure you get your lights close enough and yeah there, there's all kinds of different ways to. and do by that. close
1: enough it's not like so you know it's not like we're talking about oh okay like you have a direct light like 12 inches above we want that light really like within a three to seven inch range
0: almost touching the leaves almost
1: touching them yeah
0: which means you're going to be adjusting the lights as you go along but that's that's part of the process
1: Mm -hmm, for sure let's see oh another issue is water so light and water are the most important things for your seed right and and then temperature too but so water is something that you have to really plan for and have your seedlings in a place where you're going to water them every single day and make that a part of your routine. Um, and then we've talked about setting up infrastructure so that it's on a timer so that, you know, if you miss a day, it's not going to ruin everything. Um, but we have done this before where we had seeds sprouted and it's doing great. And then we forget to water it and it they shrivel up and die.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I've just made it part of My morning routine, I I love that part of it. I love spending the time with Abraham Mm one-on-one. So, you know, it's like after my meditation time, I water seeds, then I make coffee. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, that's, that's what we do during the growing season. And making it just part of that so you don't forget about it. The benefit of having it on, like, a tabletop where you see the seedlings is you do remember to water them. But when they're first sprouting up, like, missing a day of watering could mean losing your seedlings mm-hmm. so it is really important And you know there's little trays you can get where they just you keep the trays full of water and then mm-hmm. you can maybe skip a day or two but mm-hmm. that yeah the water is very very important
1: right and then I think the last mistake although I feel like maybe we're going to do more than three mistakes Another we've made this mistake is getting bonus bonus mistakes is starting in the wrong soil or in the wrong container. We found that a lot of containers actually draw the moisture out and the same with a seed starter. So a seed starter can actually draw the moisture out. Um, in an effort to like store water, it, it takes it from the plant. So we really, you know, finding the right seed starter is important and we found that regular old potting soil works the best. So
0: I think what comes to mind for me, like one of our most frustrating ones is those little jiffy pods that you get from like a seed starting kit.
1: The things that grow. Yeah, you you
0: water them and then they expand. Those are horrible. The discs. Yeah.
1: They seem really great and they literally will start your seed and then kill it. Right, yeah. (laughs) So um, unless you're going to be really super fast about transplanting that into something else, I actually don't recommend starting seeds in those things. As as much fun as they are, they are really fun. You can give them to the
0: kids and let them water them and watch them grow and then um, (laughs) compost them, and you're good to go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then starting seeds at the wrong time starting too many seeds or other issues that we see and then also temperature so the seeds a lot of times won't germinate just because the temperature isn't warm enough and so that's something that you really want to consider and there are some ways to make that um, better at, you know sealing off your window so that the the heat from the sun is warming the area it could be one way to um, get it to be warmer also they make covers for your seed trays that you can use as well that will help retain the moisture and the heat creating that greenhouse effect right we've all heard that term before right
0: right. what i don't like about those covers is i feel like they just they're okay to get the seeds to sprout but then i feel like it's just like a bacterial or fungal issue waiting Mm, to happen yeah you're just not getting enough airflow through those so if you're using those pop them off after you know, after you put them on them at going. night,
1: kind of situation yeah. or yeah. something to hold the heat in from the day. But yeah, it's something that you just want to weigh out the pluses and the minuses, right?
0: So you skipped over wrong time, but I think that one's important mm. too. Yeah. So like right now, we're in beginning of March um, when we're when we're recording this, and there's seedlings that should have already been started like a month ago, mm-hmm. seeds that should have been started a month ago, and now that we're in this weird spot where in like a couple of weeks there's a whole new round of seeds that we should be starting for like middle to late summer Mm -hmm. so but you wouldn't want to start middle to late summer seeds a month ago so Mm -hmm. there's a very appropriate time for seeds and um like we're getting to the point where it's almost too late to start tomato seeds now
1: not too late you're just gonna have later planting which means just later fruiting which means like you might just potentially cut off a bit of the season of tomatoes which is totally still fine i mean i think that you know, some of it is just about maximum doing time. one, yeah. <laughs> Right, 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 right. I think the race for getting a, the first tomatoes has begun. So, right, yes. <laughs> that if you're wanting to win, it might be a little late to join that race, but it doesn't mean it's still not worth doing. So, it's not too late to start your tomato seeds. It's just gonna you're gonna get your seeds or your seedlings in the ground a little later than. than Although I
0: was other talking people. to somebody that lived in Wyoming. Yeah, no,
1: she probably wouldn't. in
0: like. <laughs> It's way too early for her to start tomato seedlings yeah. now. But if you don't hit that window right on time, like they they and get them, like, yeah they really they have a like, limited they get like winter you know like the beginning of October <laughs> yeah. where we're still picking tomatoes.
1: Well, and the thing is, it depends totally on where you are too. Because if you're growing in a greenhouse, I mean, you can really prolong your season and even start a second round of tomatoes later in the season that will grow into late fall because you have that protective cover. Yeah. So, yeah, it really, there's a lot of factors. So,
0: bonus, bonus common mistake <laughs> is not knowing your average last frost date oh my goodness, yeah. and your first frost date.
1: Okay, so the bonus bonus to the third degree is <laughs> not having your mapped out kind of schedule and goal setting. Because I think knowing what you want out of your situation is the most important thing. Oh,
0: like that's so true. Just doing what
1: it's, you know, can be done just for the sake of doing it is not you know that's just a waste of time right so growing
0: (laughs) growing veggies that you want to eat don't grow veggies that nobody eats one of our coaching clients russell if you're listening to this um, he was telling us that you know his family there's veggies that they just won't eat, so yeah. why grow them? Right. In
1: well, I feel that way about cucumbers.
0: Cucumbers, I love. <laughs> I love cucumbers. Well,
1: I only grow them for Drew, and he's planted eggplant this year, which I'm really yes. not thrilled about. But I'm gonna
0: bob a And we never grow
1: okra for the record. Right. Okra is disgusting. So although it
0: kind of makes me want to grow it. <laughs> There's nothing more satisfying than a tall stand of okra. Uh, Even though I don't like true. to eat them, I love to see the plants. Yeah,
1: yeah. But know what your goals are, what you want. And I mean, only, you know, start as many seeds as you're going to plant in your garden. You don't need a tray of 100 tomato plants if you're only going to grow four, right? So, right. really being clear about that.
0: Although you can stash tomato plants in the landscaping. Have <laughs> done that. That is guilty. <laughs> okay, so that's it with the common three mistakes and the. Common three mistake bonus section.
1: Yeah, lastly, we just wanted to share, we actually created a tool for everyone who's starting seeds so that you can see exactly how we've refined our system and get some of our best tips, best products, best, best tools, and And use what we've done and just maximize what you're doing and skip a few of the mistakes and start with, you know, like just a head start. And we created a video just for that purpose. um, And we share all our secrets and how to's and try to make it as easy for anyone on any level to either refine their process or start from the beginning. So and that, that video we made available through it's the Academy. actually
0: multiple videos. So it's like yeah. five five a videos. A series of videos. A series yeah. of videos on seed starting, step by step. By the end of it you're a seed starting. So expert. really
1: it's a seed starting <laughs> course right. that we made. Um, in a really easy format, not like over over the top. information and that is available through the academy and we invite you to join in the academy which comes with tons of other resources it comes with free access to the homestead open house the homeschool open house um, a lot of local events the soon-to-come
0: schoolhouse apothecary
1: yes so so much so much available there i think that you won't regret having joined us so yeah yeah
0: and you know give it a try it's 17 dollars a month so absolutely hate it you can cancel the next month yeah but it's worth a try and worth getting the uh, C starting thing yeah but yeah thank you everybody
1: yeah have a great one so it's March and we have some really exciting things going on and wanted to let you know about first of all we've got the homestead opening house which is I'm so excited about this it is just going to be a phenomenal amount of content talking about all things homesteading. So whether you're a novice or you have experience, you're going to get to hear from people all across the globe, over 20 speakers, sharing what they do, how they make homesteading work for themselves, and there's it's just going to be amazing. So, so, so much great content. I'm particularly excited about learning how to make Gouda. Uh, we're going to be learning how to gather seeds and harvest seeds and start seeds and um, just growing crops through the year working with animals just you name it the topic is going to be covered we cannot wait on top of that we have local if you're local if you're a small farmer or a homesteader we do have a farming mastermind going on we are meeting once a month and we would love to have you join us at that at the schoolhouse so if you're local please check that out we also have new moon teas which are a phenomenal place for uh, women to connect and reflect and um really just um, build some community so we would love to to have you check that out as well. And then lastly, whether you're local or not local, we have the Academy and the Flock that you can check out. Um, Both, we're really hoping, are an opportunity for anyone, no matter where you are, to learn the ins and outs of homesteading. Uh, The Academy, we have a monthly Q&A, live Q&A, and a library of over 70 videos on everything you can imagine. You also get free access to the Homeschool Open House and the Homestead Open House, and discounts on the local events. And we just think it's a really great way to build community and grow together and um, you get the guidance from Drew and I directly. And on top of that, we have the flock. If you're looking for more hands-on, one-on-one kind of connection, um, that's an opportunity as well starting this month. So we wanted to make sure you know all about that. And then something I just added to the calendar that I couldn't be more thrilled about is a a cleaning make and take. Um, I'm gonna share all my secret recipes on how to make really inexpensive but effective cleaning products um, that are safe for your home sustainable but they also boost your immune system and one thing that I'm adding this time that we've never done before is beeswax wraps those are things that you can use cloth that you can use to wrap instead of like cellophane on your um your foods and that kind of thing to store them in the fridge and I'm really excited about that so I hope that you'll check all of these things out and join us at some of them and um yeah it's going to be a great march